2: All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Howdy CMOS girlies. Buckle up. It's episode 70. It's mid-March. We're filming this ahead of time. How's
1: it going, Emma? I am great. Yeah, Kate and I are being productive little girl bosses, even though I hate using that word, but I don't know what like to substitute it with, but- I'm great. The sun is shining. It is still cold in New York. I'm still wearing my winter coat and my Los Angeles yoga pants, and I'm sick and tired of it. But you know, I'm revved up on coffee with collagen. Shout out ancient nutrition. I got athletic greens running in my body. So I am ready to blab. You got supplements all in your system. Yeah, I'm finally
2: back on East Coast time. I fucking hate being on Pacific Coast time this past week when I was in L.A., I woke up at 7am. It's 10am in New York. So much shit has already fucking happened. Like I am so behind. And I remember a few times, like when I fucked up on the podcast audio and stuff, I was like late to a, like a workout class. Like it just, it's not a nice morning routine. I would have to wake up at 4am out there to have this peaceful morning. And I am so grateful to be back on my silly little goofy East coast time. Um, However, however, I was going to say, however, Emma and I will both be traveling this upcoming week. So you're going to Florida. So that'll be the same time zone.
1: Yes. I will still be in Eastern time zone. Um, the only time zone that matters.
2: Yeah. And then I will be going to Minnesota for a day. I'll probably snuggle up with my new kittens, you know, say hello to my family see the tundra and the negative temperature, frigid cold. And then my family and I, we haven't gone on a trip in like two years. And my dad works for an airline company. So we do get like flight benefits, but you fly standby. So if the seats fill up, it's it's kind of risky. If anyone knows about standby shit, like you could make the flight. You also could get stranded. I've been stranded in plenty of countries. And my mom's like, okay, dad and Kate are going home. Everyone else is staying here. Like it's sus vibes. And then we're going to be attempting to go to Hawaii. So um, I will be on I don't know. Is that Pacific time? Do they have their own time zone? I'm dumb bimbo hours. I haven't had time to research that. But I'm gonna feel off. So that's why we're podcasting in advance to give you guys the premium content without the stress and chaos of us trying to coordinate that while we are on vacation.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of jealous that you gotta to go to Hawaii. I feel like you're gonna be able to have like all like this like exotic fruit and whatnot. You remember like in 2014 really? like, era when like everyone went to where was it like in asia like they would always go to Banana shopping. island no not banana island but like <laughs> i feel like there was like some weird tropical place not weird but, like some tropical place where, like everyone would go on like bike and like just eat fruit Bali? like this was very much like a thing in whatever that vegan community youtube era Bali? but i feel like you're gonna like be able to like eat like your watermelon your like i don't know dragon fruit
2: yeah um thailand maybe thailand yes yeah yes, i think so. all the vegans went there no i'm gonna have my uh not high carb hannah but ella the one or is ella the one that lives in a van with kids
1: oh maybe i'll have my yeah. fruiticarian
2: moment in Hawaii. <laughs> yeah
1: i think her name's ella i think she also has like a sister or something i don't, I don't know yeah,
2: yeah 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 um no i'm not gonna attempt to go back to the high carb low fat but i am hoping for some fruit i feel like the only fruit i eat now is frozen blueberries because everything else is too expensive. But it'll be fun. It'll be nice to see some sun. But Emma and I are going to talk in this episode about the anxiety that traveling can bring when you are a wellness god, because I am feeling it as I am um, have a compressed thing on my eye because I've developed a sty uh, randomly, which we'll get into it later in the show about me dying every single month. But yeah, the packing stuff, the food stuff, the orthorexia coming up and like lingering in your ear. You guys know what we're talking about. Um, so Emma and I are probably going to have some struggle bus moments when we are traveling and that's what this episode's about.
1: Yeah. The cortisol levels are slowly rising and I'm thinking about all the things that I need to pack, what I won't be able to pack, what I'll have access to, what I won't have access to. And yeah. you know, traveling is a blessing and a curse. I'm lucky that I'm able to do yeah. it, but also for someone who is so type A and anal, like myself, I don't like letting go of control and maybe this is something that I need to work on, but. Yeah. At this point in my life i'm like i'm good i'm good with how i am i don't want to change anything
2: Truly, same um have you started packing let's get into what what we're packing and like packing is a wellness god so i was just in los angeles so i did experience that and i feel like i have some edits to like what i did pack and what i wouldn't pack again um the homie for us is going to be those athletic green single sachets do you have those in your possession
1: I do because I just got my Athletic Greens restock. And so I am making Plus. sure to save my five little restock packets. Cause so I was like, fuck. Cause I like used one of them yesterday. And I was like, wait, Emma, you can't do this because you can't just bring your giant fucking tub.
2: Yeah. The tub cannot, no, no for the tub. Um, become a geriatric elder, get your seven day pill organizer. I've been doing that. I need to go buy more Brazil nuts. Cause I'm out. Also, my mom was like, okay, if anyone gets COVID, Kate, make sure you pack like all your supplements for 14 days in case you have to quarantine. And I'm like, oh my God, that is, that is going to be paralyzing if I'm there for like two weeks extra, you know? So I packed all my supplements. That went well. I packed my gem bites um, until I ran out, packed my magnesium. I didn't, I packed tinctures. I didn't really use them. Um, I'm also scared that they're going to get stopped in TSA. Oh, I didn't tell you this. I had a grand TSA stopping. So the first time I went to the airport to get back to New York, yeah, two days ago, whatever the fuck, time is not real for me right now. I get to the airport. I go through TSA pre-check because I am pre-check God. And they're like, okay, we got to go through your suitcase. I'm like, okay, whatever. This happened to me before. I knew that in my bag, what's in my bag? I had psyllium husks and I had a little bit of Navita's maca powder that I wanted to bring with, you know, the bag was $14. I'm not going to throw $4 away. So I brought it with, it fit in my suitcase easily. I also had some things like my ball of ankle weights in my bag. So uh, they start searching through and looking at what's flagged it. They put the ball of ankle weights and they swab it with that little white thing to see if it has like issues with it. It goes off again, like three times. And then they put it through the bin again. It goes off. Then they have to scan every single item that my ball of ankle weight was touching then they do the psyllium husks and they're like, what is this? And I was just like, uh, my doctor prescribed this to me. I have stomach issues. I have to travel with it. Like, I'm not gonna say like, oh, this is just like a fun little thing. No, I need my psyllium husks to survive. And I also need my maca powder. So don't fucking question it, right? Then they test those things. Those also go off. So like my entire bag is all over. It was kind of quiet at the airport. There are five security guards eyeing me up and down and I'm in like a, a mini dress cause it was hot outside. And I'm like, holy shit, I look like a- I'm smuggling cocaine in my ball of ankle weights. I was not, but stuff kept going off and going off and going off. And like, it felt like more issues were coming up every time they scanned something. And what then even I- like,
1: what even causes stuff to like, even like buzz? Like, I know it's like for like explosives or whatnot, yeah, but it's, ex- it's like, why are you like psyllium husk and ball of ankle weights? I have no idea.
2: And then my loafers went off. Like It's explosives and like weird substances. And like, that's kind of country specific, but I was flying domestic. So I was like because you know when you fly internationally you can't bring like fruit and vegetables across borders but i was like i'm just going to new york like this is domestic this is lax this is pre-check even like pre-check you're not you don't even have to take out liquids or electronics but then they do an entire um stripping not stripping oh my god they don't strip me at the airport of touching my body what is that called body yeah like the body check yeah it's not called body checking what is it called? Like. I do no, pat you down, pat down. Yeah, they, I get the
1: fucking pat down and they're like up my skirt with gloves. And um, then- No, get this when I had my back brace, um, like whenever oh. I had like scoliosis, like in grade school, we were flying to Florida and like my back brace like went off and I was like wearing it. And they literally, I was like probably 11 or 12 traumatized. So yeah. like obviously it's like you get, you know, you pulled away and they're like, no, they literally took me away from my mom and they took me into a secret room to pat me down and like question me. And I was, like, traumatized from that point on. I was, like, I never want to be on an airplane again if I have yeah. to wear my fucking back brace. Because I was, like, what is this? Like, why am I being taken into a secret room? Like, I- I'm 11 years old. I'm 11 years old. Yeah. Like, as if. As if I'm going to do anything. Right, right. And I know they asked me, they're, like, do
2: you want to go in a private room or stay here? And so I was, like, I don't want to go in a private room because it's just going to waste time. So just, like, let's do it out in the open. But then it was just so invasive for everyone to watch that happen. That was, felt like, a misstep on my part. Um... But yeah, so I'm now questioning if I bring any sort of item that could be questionable or I'm going to get stopped on my way to Hawaii. Some regrets that I have packing um, the ball ankle weights. I didn't really touch them. I Every time I went on a walk, I forgot to pack them. I packed resistance bands. I used them once. Maybe I'll use them more in Hawaii. The one thing I did use a lot is my hyper-ice gun, massage gun. I did it on the airplane. I was so just, like, annoyed with sitting and feeling like my joints were fucking decaying that I started using my massage gun on the airplane, which was fun. Um, Yeah, what else do I need to pack? I'm going to pack more pants. This is, like, just getting into my packing list now. Um, But food, I was like, I don't want to bring food. It's just going to get flagged. I don't know.
1: I'm bringing, like, bare minimum. I'm also, like, literally going to be gone for, like, three days. Like, I'm going to, like, land and then leave. But... Yeah. I'm not packing tinctures. I feel like I would always just pack my entire supplement pantry. And I was like, Emma, for what?
2: Yeah. You never use
1: it. I'm queen of like overpacking. So I'm like really trying to like pack like four things and call it good. I feel like for like exercise equipment type stuff, whenever I go home, I'll pack like my Pilates ball just because like, I can like deflate it and that's like really good. But I, yeah, I'm not going to bring that because I'm going to be in Florida and I'll probably just like, and randomly go on like runs or something yeah. or just like walk in the heat but yeah packing for me I just kind of like toss it and I'm just like I hope for the best
2: yeah I pa- I've literally hope for the best too like it's no organization it's no like space bags I've been thinking about getting those weird space bags that they would have on infomercials you know but yeah eh, I'm excited to go like you said it's a privilege to travel but it also is anxiety inducing and maybe that's why I developed this stye because I have this anxiety. Um, who fucking knows? But as you guys love our random rants, this episode is going to be full of them. So the next part of the show is just going to be random to- topics that Emma and I have been thinking about this past week, random hot takes. Um, and we'll just see where, where the vibes take us for the next part of the shot.
3: We're
0: driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
2: Our next partner is a product that Emma and I take every single day. I started taking athletic greens because I wanted to find a greens powder that actually blended together. The taste is hands down the best greens powder I've been able to find. It even has a mild tropical taste and you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, adaptogens, you name it.
1: For me, I started taking athletic greens because I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. I've always known that taking a greens powder is a great addition to one's wellness routine, but I could just never get past the unpleasant taste. This completely changed once I started taking athletic greens. It tastes so good that I actually look forward to drinking it every morning, something I never knew was possible. Plus, Athletic Greens contains dairy-free probiotics. And let me tell you, my digestion has never been better.
2: Another thing that Emma and I love is that it's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing.
1: It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health.
2: To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right. Let's get into the bullshit segment of the fucking pod. So to start things off with seed oils, I posted a meme about it. We get a lot of DMS, like what seed oil is olive oil, a seed oil. What, what, why is this now being discussed? Is oat milk bad? So Emma and I have known about this. I feel like all of the health people that like have like the boring, dry fucking old white male podcasts have already talked about this to death for the past six months so I was always aware that like yeah don't eat seed oils they're super inflammatory but I feel like the girlies got into it once they learned that oat milk had seed oil in it and like Emma and I have always been on the record as oat milk truthers uh so don't
1: I'm like do people not fucking read like I mean not to be do. like an orthorexic like freak but it's like I always just like read the labels you know just from yeah. a curious like consumer standpoint and if it's like stuff that I like can't pronounce I just like I'm like, I'm not going to get it. And And I also, it's like with like seed oils, I feel like people are probably, maybe people don't know like why they're bad or anything, but it's just because they like have a lot of like polyunsaturated fats. Like they're higher in omega sixes versus threes. And like, as a society, we like eat too many sixes versus threes. And that can like lead to like inflammation on like toxic, um, buildup in your body, which like sounds so superficial and like, yeah, like a gooby goop. Um, but there are like downstream effects and it's like It's so annoying because, like, all these, like, big corporations that, like, fucking, like, Sabra's Hummus or, like, anyone, like, yes, I get that, like, using, like, olive oil is probably expensive, but also these corporations are so fucking big. I'm like, you guys can afford to use olive oil.
2: You guys are the one with the fucking budgets and all the small brands, like, don't use, they use avocado oil or olive oil or something like that. So I, know I, I noticed on TikTok that one so TikTok went really viral. Like these girlies were like, oh my God, I noticed that I got like really bad acne and stuff because my oat milk has sea oils in it. Then the comment section, once again, and Teresa said this before, TikTok comment section is the dumbest place on the fucking internet. People were like, what's a seed oil? What's oat milk? What's this? And I think from that point, people started to question their oat milk. I saw a lot of like homemade nut milk tutorials. I jumped on the bandwagon and did like a cashew milk tutorial because I feel like people were like curious about it. And I'm like, I've been a milkmaid for a while. This is not a new thing I just fucking picked up after this big seed oil debacle. But um, yeah, then we posted memes about it. And I feel like people were DMing us and like Emma just described it perfectly, all the health and wellness stuff about like oxidative stress to your body. But the only thing that I feel like we got a question about, or maybe it was on my personal page, like if you go to a restaurant, like do you ask for it without seed oil? It's like no. Like if I go to a restaurant, I'm pretty sure they're using cane sugar, and I'm pretty sure they're going to be using the the cheapest like sunflower oil or something. I mean,
1: like yeah, here's the thing: you can only have like so much con- control, right? Like obviously, like yeah. when you go yeah. outside, you're exposing yourself to like harmful you toxins, etc. Like you can't avoid everything, and I think it's like yeah or like you know if you randomly eat like cane sugar or something like process like you're gonna like live and probably like the stress that like you cause yourself like overthinking about it's probably gonna be way worse than you like actually consuming whatever the vegetable cooked in like canola oil
2: right and that's like the thing with it's like 80 20 and I don't really like giving that like binary like numbers of like control and stuff but like if I go to a restaurant this is also a hot take I have like if I'm eating dessert I want it to be dessert Like I don't want it to have anything quote healthy in it. I hate all of the quote guilt-free sugar-free bullshit desserts to a degree, because I just want to know that like, if I'm eating the dessert, I'm eating the whole thing. There's no weird sweeteners and stuff like that. And then like the rest of the time I will just eat my vegetables and my salmon and my walnuts and my blueberries. Like that is balanced for me. I just don't like to feel like I'm compromising on like, you know, getting that experience. And so if I'm going to a restaurant, like I'm not gonna be a fucking miser and be like, could you cook this in olive oil? Actually, like I don't. It, the seed oils are gonna break me out. Like, who the fuck does that? Um, It's like when people order just like crazy, crazy things at Starbucks with like so many substitutions. It's just such like a, I don't know, offensive thing. I feel like to do. It's so a-
1: cringe, and you know those people are like tipping like two percent. It's such
2: a Karen thing. Yeah, I'm like okay, and it's like I'm always saying it's like an individualistic like self care type thing. Like we've we've said before, like why are we questioning like oh, I'm going to go buy my Berkey filter versus why is the water polluted? Like, why is the government letting the water be polluted, right? Like, it takes us away from the bigger systemic issues. And, like, food monopolies is why we have seed oils. Like, there are a few companies that control so much. Like, modern agriculture system is why we have seed oils. It's not just, like, I get to opt out of this with my, like, little Air One thing. It's, like, I still went to Air One and, like, fucking loved it when I was in LA. Also, but it's if-
1: crazy, too, because, like, I feel like you and I, like, live in one of like the most privileged areas where we have like the greatest access to like the best health stores and everything you go into like any health store so many things still contain like safflower oil yeah. sunflower oil etc and so like imagine if you like are someone who like lives like in some for some like you know food apartheid food desert of where you don't have access like you literally may not have like any options at all and so i think it just like yeah goes to show that it's like The fact that you even, like, have, like, even, like, the ability to, A, even, like, have, like, the knowledge or, like, the resources to know that, like, seed oil is bad. And, like, even just to have, like, a few options to, like, be able to, like, you know, get a hummus that doesn't have seed oil is, like, such a privilege. Because, like, most people, it's, like, they have one option, if bad. And that's Um, what I
2: think about with wellness and, like, when we talk about products and stuff. Like, anytime you as a listener are able to make a choice like freedom of choice is an illusion. It's bullshit from the free market. Like there are winners and losers based on capitalism, right? Like it's not, we're all in equal fucking playing field. We know that, but anytime you are making a choice, whether that's like a substitution at a restaurant, you want to go gluten-free, you want to avoid this one ingredient. Like I'm always saying, um, those are all privileges. Those are all privileges to be able to buy supplements, to be able to have access to fresh fruit, to be able to make choices between what vegetables I want like the food combining girlies like okay so what if I don't have access to the things that are like the quote good things um raw till four I knew like a lot of people while it was happening in the high carb low fat stuff like I felt like this in Minnesota. I was like, okay, I'm going to go buy a watermelon. That's like $20 out of season. So I can keep up with this lifestyle. Right. Like there are some choices that you can do and be like, I'm opting into this and it's a little bit bullshit and wonky. Like I buy supplements. I try a lot of wellness products. Like I know that's very privileged of me to do so, but I'm also like, not going to like fucking request that. (laughs) I don't know the barista, like, can you go look at the oat milk and see if it has seed oil in it? Like, holy shit. That is out of touch. You know?
1: yeah um
2: so if that's your hill to die on uh now you just got the seed oil discourse there's a lot of like I think it's like funny as
1: like a meme yeah it's a meme literally I think it's just like it's funny that like everyone's now like seed oils yeah it's like Um, the
2: thing to fucking like brag about like I think it's funny um the next topic that I have is like I keep dying so a few episodes ago I was like okay like I just have chronic illness and I keep like passing out and stuff and now I've developed a sty I kind of spoke about it earlier so I have my shoulder fungus still I have a sty March March edition who knows what illness will spike down on me um, i haven't gotten covid yet so it's it's the not even that so i don't fucking know what it is but shoot a, shoot out a prayer to me because I'm doing all the remedies I can to fix this. Yeah. My
1: toes are just like really flaky and dry. My dad keeps on like texting me about my toes. I'm like, dude, I don't know. But what's weird now is that they keep on like just randomly bleeding. And I'm like, bro, what is good with my toes? But it's only like two on my right foot. Like all the other ones are like kind of chilling. Like they're sort of fine. But I'm like, like, cause I was trying to do like Pilates yesterday or whatever in my apartment before work and. I like felt blood. I was like, what is this? And I was like, look, and it was like in between my toes and I don't have band-aids. So I like was wrapping like paper towels like around my toe <laughs> and like trying to like hold my toes together to like hold pressure. Um, But yeah, so that's like the update on my toes. I probably should get them checked out, but I'm also just like, what is a doctor going to do at this point? Yeah. Um, so we're both experiencing weird ailments at the moment. Yeah. Ugh,
2: God, it's, it's fine. You know, we have something to fixate on. That's not like my body dysmorphia. Next part of the episode is dating apps are chewy. So Emma and I are both celibate. Both of us are not on dating apps. Both of us have no men in our life. Like when I landed back in New York, that was like the one urge I had. I was like, damn, I wish I had like a little sneaky link. I hate using that word. I hate that I just said that, but like a dude that's not my boyfriend that I could have just like hung out with for a little bit while I got back, you know, and you could have like made me food. I guess that's more than a sneaky link because I feel like sneaky link denotes that they're
1: definitely more of like a committed relationship where there's actually like I care about this individual yeah but yeah yeah, Kate and I I feel like are at a point where we're retiring from the apps I just I can't imagine I also like don't have any interest or energy to like really get to know anyone like yeah the whole like tell me where you grew up, like, what do you do for work, like, pretending that I care, like, bad, just, like, I can't, I can't believe I did that for so long, but I'm fully, I think I'm retiring from the apps, I am just, like, gonna pray to God that, like, someone will enter into my life, um, yeah. but, you know, I'm also fine being, like, a robot, like, little hamster on the hamster wheel, just kind of, you know, doing my same mundane shit, I'm sure it'll, like, hit me in, like, two weeks and be, like, holy shit, Emma, what are you doing with your life, but, it's like, do I want an app boyfriend? Like, do I want an app like, <laughs> a boyfriend from an app? Like, mm, not really. Like, I feel like everyone, like, all, like, the millennials, I feel like, are, like, marrying their, whatever, Bumble babes. Like, <laughs> do, like, do, like, Gen Z kids, like, aren't doing that, you know? I, so my take on
2: dating apps being off them, I hate that. I feel like it's a game, right? I hate that there's so many people. I hate that everyone is looking around the corner and subconsciously, if you know it or not, even if you're talking to someone and you assume, you know, they're into you, like, let's say you just went on a date or something. They still have the app. I've seen a lot of TikTok girlies. They're like, it's fine if I have Tinder, but why does he still have Tinder? Right? Like the other person still has opportunities to go meet new people. And I thought that someone made a TikTok and said that they should be called like this should be called like the meeting app or something, not a dating app, or like the get to know you app or like exposure app, because it can be dating. But a lot of the time, I don't think a lot of people on there are for dating, you know, a next part of it is that exposure to so many people at once cannot be healthy, right? I agree the same thing. Um, Eliza from Bingetopia made this point about like dating apps that we're not supposed to know that many people just like civilization studies, like you did not I mean, I've probably seen a thousand people in the dating app. So you think about having it for that many years, and like me judging if that person would be compatible with me or not—like it is way too much for this fucking brain to process. However, then I go on the polar opposite end, and I'm like, wow, I live alone in my apartment. I'm very introverted. I make these choices to like not just go out and like meet stranger dudes that like live in Murray Hill or some shit. I am probably only going to meet like four men organically out in the wild, like in a meet cute situation. Okay, out of those, like, let's say four dudes that I like, you know, there are four straight dudes that like come across my path one day. One of them's probably gonna be a Republican. One of them's gonna be confused by my health and wellness shit. One of them is not gonna be like looking for a relationship. And then one of them's gonna be 45. Like, there's gonna just, it's like, it's scary. I'm really scared right now by the uncertainty of dating apps, but I know that people have gotten married and like all that stuff without them. But I think that's the one part where I keep going back to it, where I'm just like, holy shit, like, I am not going and like putting on a little mini skirt and sitting at a coffee shop waiting for the love of my life to walk in at the same fucking hypothetical time as me.
1: Um yeah, it's been like freaking me out too. I mean, I'm just trying to like live and like not think about it just because I'm like people I mean, like, meet people when they're like 30, but also I'm just like I don't really foresee like my lifestyle really changing between like now and when I like enter the grave. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> like, how, like, like, how am I actually gonna meet people? And I think it's like also frustrating too with apps and now it's just like normalized, like really only like meet people virtually and I feel like the whole like concept and maybe this will like change when like we're older and whatnot but at least like for our age it's like men like I don't think are really going to like go up to women as much as they probably did in the past especially with like the me too movement and everything so I think that just like creates a whole additional barrier and also with like COVID like no one's just like going up to strangers anymore so I think it's just like hard and also I think we've all have like made our bubbles a lot smaller too so there's like less opportunity I think to like interact and mingle with like new people unless I guess you do do that at like bars I don't know what like the average person does when they like go out at night right well like, I'm so think, out of touch
2: I also think too I feel like going out is dead I think a lot of people have realized that like oh you don't need to go out to like live just from the pandemic like people are not going out as frequently and I think even though there's opportunity to go up we kind of talked about like FOMO where you feel like every time there is an opportunity now I think it was like earlier when it felt like oh god Omicron's coming back we got to go out this last week and it's open and stuff but I also think guys don't go on as many dates as women. There is this in this confidence built in, or maybe it's just this like lackadaisical approach to dating that like women feel like so much of their worth is tied to finding a partner, even if they are economically independent, right? They still feel like, oh, I'm going to have to get married one day. I just think women go on like four times as many dates as men. Maybe men are bullshit and say like, oh, this is my first date off of a dating app. Like West Elm Caleb fucking said that to me. And he's like a sleuth, you know, so I do just think that men don't feel this pressure as much as women do. Um, But yeah, I I struggle because I don't think it's going to happen out in the wild. And I hate that it's not going to happen when you're not looking, because that takes the agency out of me doing it. And like my mom asked out my dad, like, I think I could see myself doing that in the future. But I and I also, like, I don't have guy friends. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, I think that's an actual, like, normal, non stranger danger type way to meet people is like if you have a guy friend and then he has like six random guys that he knows like getting set up but that's the point where it's like if you're an introvert the likelihood of you getting set up is like slim to fucking none so
1: so if there's any dudes that listen to our podcast and you're seeking out some friends Kate and I are maybe here
2: yeah let's do it come to our little meetups we'll link and build maybe you can date one of the CMOS girlies Emma maybe that should be our fucking passion is that all the CMOS girlies that listen to the pod, we somehow find them men. I mean, we can't find men for ourselves, but like maybe we can find men for I'll that.
1: find men for other people that would honestly probably be more fulfilling.
2: Yeah, why not? Um, the next thing that I noticed this is like a such is like such a random thing, is like this has been a disgusting in the active space, but girlfriend collective and outdoor voices are y'all in the same writer's room because y'all are copycats how i came about this is like girlfriend collective like dm me about like some social content and so i like took a scroll on their website which i feel like i'm not really doing these days especially on outdoor voices because i don't know what has happened there since ty left but outdoor voices like exercise dress girlfriend collective has six different types of exercise dresses six what the fuck is that um i just always am curious like are brands that stupid is that copyright is that illegal to copy a company
1: that much or not really Maybe they're secretly like maybe Girlfriend Collective is secretly owned by Outdoor Voices or vice versa, and it's just like a scheme for them to like maximize profits. But yeah, I don't know. I also, but but also when you think about it, it's like with like workout where it's like you're kind of limited in like yeah, you what can do you do much. Create. It's like yeah, you got a sports bra, it has like a cross back or an open back, where it's like a halter, and you got like your leggings. But I have like noticed too that it's like Outdoor Voices drop something, Girlfriend Collective will drop something very similar like within a week within a week of like outdoor voices dropping something and they can't be stupid their audience they can't be that stupid like their audience is the same like the people that work at the companies know the other fuck well also it's interesting too because it's like neither of them are like fast fashion right so like i'm sure like they like they're not like yes they have like a million drops but i'm sure there's like you know some amount of like time that's like put into like production for like you know creation to like sourcing etc right so it's like that's like what's also confusing it's like hey are these like are people just like having the same same thoughts or are they actually just like fully like basically just like turning out stuff when they see new stuff like you know floating around on social media I don't know but it is confusing I'm like y'all basically look the same I think the only way you can differentiate the shoe is like the fabrics and materials that they use like Girlfriend Collective does all the so like a water bottle, like whatever leggings shit. I don't know what outer voices uses. There's yeah. like 10 different like frost knit, f- fly knit, <laughs>
2: knit, yeah. I have no idea.
1: Um, so that's been a big question mark. I'm too scared to get into Aloe yoga because
2: it seems like a cult. I don't really feel like I discover any new brands. I'm just like too lazy at this rate. I don't need body dysmorphia from new sizing in a new place. So no. those are my two OGs.
1: But the next segment. Well, well, okay. So I was like tweeting like crazy yesterday because. I was in hyper fight or flight mode for certain reasons. Um, yeah. But did I think really also, see... did anything happen? Are you good with that? Oh, I'm, I'm fine. Yeah. Okay. Like all is well over here.
2: Cool. Love.
1: Anyway, <laughs> so like, I feel like you and I always talk about like our favorite like oatmeal toppings, whatever. But I think we should talk about our favorite flavors of the week because I feel like I cycle through like, yes, I eat the same shit, but I do it in like different combinations. And I feel like I like rediscovered things. Mm -hmm. um so as of late girlies if you need some inspiration um maybe this is like maybe it shouldn't be exposed inside of myself because it's kind of scary but Mm -hmm. flavors of the week things that i've been craving enjoying the taste of first black strap molasses which i know is like the ultimate like old lady geriatric like who are you food like i don't feel like anyone is just like yeah i want some like black strap molasses but i've had this like bottle I swear, since I like moved to New York, like this bottle yeah. has been like living, collecting dust. She's seen a lot. Um, but I've been having that with like my, I've been making these like protein, like single serve pancakes for a dessert because I need to like use up brand powders in my, you know, pantry. But shot Molasses, she just like kind of hits a little sweet, a little tart. Like it's good for you. I think has like potassium, magnesium. It has iron. I know that. Iron. Yes. Um. So I've been loving that. German style mustard. I've been I love mustard, but what I've been yeah, doing, is I have been just like I haven't even been squirting the bottle, it's a squirt bottle, but I've been undoing the lid and just fully dunking celery straight into it. Um, and that is my snacking food of choice while I fake cook dinner. Next are onions, um, but not any onions, red onions. If you guys remember, I was like bitching about like how red onions are so expensive, but I finally allowed to buy myself. I finally allowed myself to buy one. And of course it was like, you know, the non-organic from Trader Joe's. Like it was basically rotten by the time I like walked out of the establishment. But yeah, red onions, pickled red onions. I have not made in a second. And I swear I eat like a quarter of an onion each time now.
2: I love that for you. Um, My top three flavors are a little bit different. These are more like bites, I would say, than flavors. Like these are like little combos. So while I was traveling, I didn't really buy many supplements. Cause I was like, okay, I don't want to get stopped at TSA. And say I do get stopped at TSA. And I was only there for a week. So I was like, I don't want to buy like a you know a month work of protein powder or some shit like that. You girlies get it. But I did find a really small bottle of psyllium husks and then maca powder. Like I go through a bag a week. So I figured that would be fine. So with those two, I made a funky little snack that probably has caused me health issues. Like you're not supposed to be eating psyllium husks like this. You're supposed to be mixing it with water and drinking it. Yeah. However, I would take like a frozen fruit and maca powder and psyllium husk and like some coconut yogurt or whatever I had and put it with hot water and like mix it up. And it's like a really stupid, silly, goofy mug cake that you should probably not be eating. Like on the psyllium husk thing, it's like if you don't eat this with water, you could choke and die. Okay, I'm back with the psyllium husk moment. So you could even add a protein powder, any funky adaptogens. It just makes a gelatinous mug cake, but be cautious because you could choke and die. So this is a risky food. The next one I have is nutritional yeast and coconut aminos. When I got off that plane from LAX, there was nothing I craved more than the sick, twisted combination of coconut aminos, maybe in everything but the bagel, and nutritional yeast. And that's exactly what I ate on the spoonful when I got back, with a little bit of hot water. Just like a, a dust bite, um, just because I wanted that fucking flavor profile. I don't know why. I haven't had like miso paste in a while either, so I just like ate a spoonful of that. I was in a salty, salty mood. Then another thing I've been doing is taking like a tablespoon of honey and making a little boat. Um, you know how they have those little celery logs with the, what's, what are those called with the raisins on it? Ants on a log. Ants on a log. Think about this as gut microbiome on a log. Or like, I don't know what it would be. Um, what's some fun thing we talk about? SpongeBob on a boat. Like, I don't know what we could call this. But you take a spoonful of honey add like a few walnuts till it fills up your spoon and then add some chocolate chips. My preference is the Poshia dark chocolate, hundred percent like cacao chocolate chips. Take a bite. Amazing fucking flavor profile. Like granola bars trigger me so much because I see visibly that there are calories. However, I am not scared of eating honey with, with walnuts and chocolate chips at all. So that was my final flavor profile of the week that I had.
1: Yum. I'm, I'm inspired by all of them. The next one we had
2: is, well, we'll talk about this, Honey Mamas. They've been popping out new flavors, and I don't know where you can find any
1: of them. If anyone has a Honey Mamas Connect, I need to try birthday cake or the chocolate cake one, like ASAP. I saw someone in Geneva who had, like, the chocolate cake. Like, literally, if you can figure out a way to ship me, like, all of them from your grocery store, please, please do that for us. I I really like Honey Mamas a lot, and it's annoying because the only flavor, I mean, I like the tahini tangerine, which is carried at Whole Foods, but... I want some birthday cake flavor up in my mouth. Yeah, I'm looking at the
2: Honey Mamas thing right now and you have to like unlock VIP access with a code. What the fuck does this mean?
1: To get the hun- the birthday cake. What is this shit? Well, because the launch is March 1st. So if you want like early access, I think that's like- Not the be thing. This feels like I'm signing
2: up for Coachella tickets and it's literally like a $4 overpriced chocolate bar. Oh, well.
1: well.
2: I just signed up for VIP access. But yeah, I also want to find the Honey Mamas. and then. Emma and I have found, we have found Miss Mackerel. I went to Whole Foods yesterday in the evening, and I, like, first took a glance at the the cursed mackerel corner at Bowery Whole Foods. I'm going to need to take a video of it because I think it's, like, where the Seamouse Girlies camp out. Um, I know Anya said that, like, she found the mackerel the other day there, and I just think that's the only place that all of us, like, fucking frequent. Um, So there should be a sign, like, Seamouse Girlies restricted area or something, but... I looked, and you know, when you look at a high aisle, you can't really see all the way back. Like, I was on my tippy toes of my fucking Uggs. I was probably six two with them on, and I saw that there's one, like, far, far back, and so I, like, threw my groceries on the floor, and I, like, reached as far as I fucking could, like, causing a disaster scene, almost, like, swept out the entire row of sardines to get, like, one thing of mackerel, but it was such a fucking blessing to see it there, and I'm so happy about it.
1: Yeah, I went to Whole Foods before work the other day, and I saw that they had a they had restocked surprisingly the mackerel are not fully dead um or extinct and yeah I got one canister just because I have like these like weird ones that my mom sent me for valentine's day that I'm still working through but it feels good to have that slimy oily fish back in my possession Mm -hmm. um I'm kind of like saving her for you know when I maybe get back from Florida and I have no food and I like need to eat but Mm -hmm. next we just have kind of a little rant, I guess, about like traveling and maybe like tips for people. Like we mentioned, it's like peak traveling season. It's like spring break for most people, or it's soon it's going to be. And I think with that comes again a lot of like stress and anxieties, especially if you're like someone who has experienced some sort of eating disorder. I think this is like kind of the last area where it's like hard to recover from. And Mm -hmm. I think it's largely because like you lose full control of like what you're eating, when you're eating, etc. Um, so first is like food emergency. Kate, do you want
2: to? Yeah, I think we like this. This is one thing that's really difficult with airports. I just feel like I feel like I get in such a chronic state of stress. Like, oh, my God, there's going to be no food. I especially had this when I was stuck at the airport for eight hours. Like I had like nibbles of snacks, but it was just so like annoying to be like, okay, I could go to McDonald's and like get a burger, but it's like going to freak me out, which is like a thing I need to grow through and just like eat the burger if I were to have to. But I think that becomes a point where like this was where you could be proactive and pack more snacks and like make sure when you land somewhere, like tell your family, like I want to go to a grocery store to get like a granola bar, get an apple. So I also can just like feel like I have a little bit of balance because for me, if I go like all or nothing on vacations, like I'm very routine, I'm very robot in New York in my home here. But then if I go on vacation and I just eat out for every single meal and I don't eat like any of the nutrients that my body's used to. I feel like I'm literally like have the metabolism of like a 50 year old woman where like my body does change. Like my body, I feel not change physically, but I feel different. I feel a little bit like angsty. My stomach hurts. I feel depressed. I feel like I have acne forming. So like having a little bit of routine when you are on vacation is something that I, th- as I was saying, when I get off the routine, I think it just can feel a little bit like safer or it can silence that orthorexia voice in the back of your head. If you are to have more options when you are away.
1: Yeah. No, I totally feel that. I feel like also with like traveling, I've been like better at packing things because I have always gotten fucked over by like the airline industry. And I usually like in the past wouldn't pack food because it's like a three hour flight and I go home, I eat, but all my flights as of late have been like delayed, canceled. And I'm just like stranded. So yeah, just like pack the food, pack food. Also like airline food is so expensive. And I'm also just like, I don't want to spend that much money Um, next is like, yeah, like the whole like orthorexia of like not getting steps. And I'm trying to think of like other tips that I have. I think it's like helpful. If you have someone, I think when you open up to your family about like your struggles and everything, I think they become more, much more understanding. Like, I feel like in the past, I never like explained to my family, like why I like freak out about like eating out and everything. And now that I've like admitted that. Okay. Anyway, I think just like the more transparent you are with like people that you're traveling with, I think like the more understanding they'll be. And I think like, you know, they can then support you if you are feeling like a little like off or anxious for whatever reason while you're traveling in regards to like health and exercise. Um, and I feel like, you know, encouraging people to like, yeah, like cook a meal or whatever. And like, I think that's always like a fun activity to do when you are um, traveling, like maybe go to the farmer's market or whatever just so you have like some sort of autonomy, but also it's just like, let yourself live. Like, again, like we say, one thing won't kill you. And that's something that I have really like learned. And I'm excited to go to Florida because this is like, I feel like the first time where I like, haven't been in like a really terrible state with like food and exercise. And I'm just kind of excited to like, actually like just chill and like enjoy the time with my grandparents. Cause I feel like in the past, I've always been like a little bit of a bitch Mm
3: -hmm. and
1: it never feels good to be that way around your family. And so yeah, you guys deserve to Love life and enjoy vacations and enjoy great food, etc. And hopefully, you know, that is a little bit of hope for you guys if you struggle as well.
2: Yeah, that was the same thing for me. I feel like this is the first time where, like, I'm not really questioning my food decisions. Like, I got back to New York and I ate my routine of food that I normally ate yesterday, and literally nothing in my life changed. Like, it did not feel significantly better. I think there's sometimes where I have this like fantasy in my head of, like, oh my God, as soon as I get back to like my normal routines, like, I'm going to feel so perfect again. No, like it's still the same fucking shit. Like food is such a small thing. And like, if you ever feel like you're fixating on food or body, just think about like, you know, you can't, I was reading this book or I'm reading this book called the artist way. And I read this book as... or that was, it wasn't from this book, sorry, from the book, the seven laws of spiritual success. I believe it's called it's talking a lot about control. And it was kind of like, you know, life and memories don't happen in the periods that are controlled. And I was like, that is really true. Like the uncertainty is like where everything in your life has happened. Like the uncertainty of where you're going to get into college. If this boy likes me, um, what's going to happen at this event? Like all of those moments, like, am I going to get this job? Is this going to happen to me? That is where life happens. And like, it is really scary to just trust the uncertainty. But if you're living in a state of just like chronic control, like you're not really experiencing life. Um, so that's like one thing that I've been trying to like grasp onto a little bit more, but we hope that this episode brings you love, brings you joy, brings you light. If you like the podcast, please leave us a review on the Apple Podcast Store. You girlies know the deal. Follow the meme page. Follow Emma and
1: I. You know, join Geneva. All those cute, fun, quirky things. Amen. And with that, that's the episode. Peace and love, Seamus Girlies. Bye.
3: The headlines remind us daily.